Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Along with bringing you updates and critical information happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to have the chance to bring our local ELA lawyers into the conversation. These folks are practicing on the ground in jurisdictions all around the world, working daily to help their clients move through difficult times. On the program, We Span the Globe, we received updates on critical information from ELA members everywhere. Today, we're chatting with one of our members in British Columbia, Canada. Joining us on the show is Maggie Campbell, a partner at Roper Grail. Today, Maggie's going to discuss some of the updates on vaccines in the Canadian workplace. Maggie, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? I'm great, Pete. How are you today? I'm doing really well. And this is my second Canadian interview this week. So it's a trend. It's a Canadian invasion. We're happy to chat. Well, either you're invading us or we're invading you, one or the other. I think we're going to be moving more in your direction if we have that choice. But for those that are not from Canada and want to understand what's going on up in the workplace there, can you just lay out for us the current landscape in Canada when it comes to the workplace, COVID, and all the things wrapped around that? Oh, absolutely. So as you mentioned, Pete, I'm located in Vancouver, BC, so on the west coast of Canada. My perspective is, is mainly going to be from British Columbia, the, the province in which I practice, but this really does sort of apply across the board to the rest of the Canadian provinces as well. So like everyone else, Canadian workplaces have been really significantly impacted by COVID over the last year. So just like folks in the States, we've been grappling with some combination of work from home arrangements, appropriate distancing in the workplace, and PPE, getting workplaces as safe as possible. And in some situations, that means entirely closing workplaces or offices and having the entire workforce be remote. The challenge has been in Canada is that we are a little behind where, certainly where the U.S. is, where some other countries like England are in terms of getting shots in arms, in terms of getting the population vaccinated, including our workforce. So the issue here is that we don't manufacture our own supply. We're dependent on getting imports from companies that are manufacturing that product in other nations. And so it's been a little bit of a slow rollout here in Canada. We're just starting to get into sort of the general population up to this point, starting in from sort of December over the last couple of months, vaccines have really been confined to frontline healthcare workers and residents in long-term care facilities. So in BC, we've got a population of about 5.5 million people. We're just probably have a little over kind of half a million people vaccinated so far. So, so we're getting there, but up to this point, you know, it's just been those sort of really high risk groups, healthcare workers and long-term care residents. And we're just starting to get seniors vaccinated. So last week it was individuals in their eighties. Right now it's people in their seventies. And so what we're looking at is, you know, by hopefully end of July, everyone who's a, who's an adult who wants to get a vaccine is going to have at least one dose. And that's a little bit ahead of schedule. We, we thought previously it was going to be September. So July sounds pretty good right now, but we are just starting to move into the working age population and really the majority of the workforce you know, outside of sort of healthcare hasn't been vaccinated yet. So we're kind of, we're just at the precipice of this issue of what does vaccinations mean for the Canadian workforce? So we talked about seniors, we talked about healthcare workers, certainly, but let's talk about other priorities. So once those workers have been vaccinated, what'll be the kind of follow-on priority from what they're saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's going to differ from province to province, but at least in BC here, we've got some recent advice from the provincial government that, you know, outside of those healthcare workers, there's going to be certain priority workplaces and workers that are going to get offered vaccines, you know, really quickly. 
So we're looking at people like first responders, teachers, both in the elementary, the primary years, and the secondary, the high school years, daycare workers, and then also some frontline retail workers that are doing jobs that are super critical to maintaining, you know, society, like grocery store workers and warehouse employees, people that we've been really relying on over the last 12 months to do important frontline work and who are at an increased risk of both exposure in the workplace and transmission in the workplace. So we've had here in the States, things are moving along quite quickly. I just got my second vaccine. So as an old Lucky. guy, uh, as an, well, you know what age has its privileges, at least it does in this case. So we're trying to get a sense of, wow, you know, we've got a vaccine a couple of weeks, we'll be, we'll be immune, you know, so life may get back to normal, but with vaccines really just coming to the working age population up there, when do they estimate that you'll really go back to what we're going to call quote unquote normal, or maybe the new normal as the world's going to define it? Yeah, that's, that's the buzzword, the new normal. Do we even know what normal is anymore? But yeah, you know, as I mentioned, we're going to have some high risk workers being vaccinated really soon. So that's great. That will really help those high risk workforces and, and workplaces. But, you know, if you're not in one of those categories, your average working age British Columbian, they're not really going to start to be vaccinated until maybe end of April, early May. That's when we're going to start to see that workforce sort of, you know, in their 60s and younger start to have access to the vaccine. And we're not expecting to get two shots into every adult's arms, probably until the fall. So we're going to have a long road ahead of us over the next few months where we have sort of a, a partially vaccinated workforce. But, you know, the majority of Canadian workers aren't going to have a vaccine for many months. And that's going to create some challenges with that, you know, getting back to normal concept. We're going to have sort of a hybrid workforce where we've got some people vaccinated and some people who aren't. And, you know, from my perspective, chatting with clients about this issue, what I'm cautioning them to be aware of and be prepared for is not even just the timing in terms of getting their workforce vaccinated, but the vaccine rollout and, and the hesitancy that we're going to see from, from workers. I'm expecting that hesitancy to be a real major issue. I think, you know, a lot of people are expressing concern about, you know, potential long-term effects, even if they intend to eventually get the vaccine, they might think, well, I'll hold off for now, let somebody else go ahead and, you know, maybe do it down the line once we know a little bit more. There's also going to be a number of workers that can't get the vaccine because they have pre-existing conditions that make them vulnerable to side effects or, you know, they don't have the immune system that's going to allow them to be vaccinated. And we're also seeing a reluctance with pregnant workers. And so they haven't really done the clinical trials on pregnant women. And so we are seeing, you know, that segment of the workforce, people who are pregnant or expecting to be pregnant holding off on vaccines, even in the healthcare industry. There was a recent example here in BC out of Kelowna. We had a, an outbreak uh, in mid-March at a long-term care facility that you know, was, was caring for seniors. Now, at that point, mid-March, everybody who lived in that facility and everybody who worked there had been offered vaccines you know, a couple months ago. And so it, it was revealed that you know, even though vaccines had started being rolled out in December for, the, for that workplace, only 65% of staff had actually been vaccinated. Surprisingly, only 82% of the residents had been vaccinated, but that's a, that's a whole other story. But when questioned about this, the union cited vaccine hesitancy and also that there being you know, a large proportion or a significant proportion of the workforce that was pregnant and, and reluctant. So you know, my takeaway from this and what I've told my clients is, look, if we're getting 65% vaccination rate with the most vulnerable frontline workers, working in the most high risk workplaces, 
don't expect any higher in your workplace, especially if you're if you're doing something that's not high risk. You know, if it's, a, if it's an office environment, as an example, don't expect to have more than sort of let's say sixty to seventy percent of your workforce getting a vaccine. And you know what that means is we're going to be grappling with the measures that we have in place, the work from home arrangements, the PPE, and the distancing for many months to come. Wow. So, so that's going to be interesting because my gut tells me then when it comes to mandating vaccines, if we've got organizations, even on a self-select basis that are telling us 65% have said yes to do that, will Canadian businesses and employers be able to mandate vaccines in their workforce? And the short answer is, is probably not. You know, it's been, it's been made clear by our, by our governments, by our, our health authorities, at least here in BC, that they are not going to mandate vaccines. No one is going to be forced to take a vaccine. Instead, the approach has been about encouragement. And I think that's what we're going to have to see workplaces do as well. So, you know, when I talk to clients about this issue, I, I remind them that, you know, there's a tough balance here. On one side, you've got occupational workplace health and safety and productivity and, and operational effectiveness. And then on the other side, you have personal autonomy, you know, medical decisions, which go to the core of you know, we, what we think people should be able to decide for themselves. And you also have personal privacy. We don't have an unfettered right to simply, you know, demand a window into uh, everyone's healthcare and healthcare decisions. So, you know, there's some challenging issues at play here and then there's a lot of tension and push and pull between those priorities. But yeah, I think, I think what we're, what we're looking at is, you know, if you've got a, a high risk workplace that it has a high chance of exposure, high chance of transmission, there, there may be an ability to, you know, strongly encourage people to get vaccines, possibly an ability to hold someone out of service if they're not vaccinated. But that's really going to be the exception in your standard workplace. It's going to be about encouraging people to get vaccines and then managing with how you've been managing up to this point, doing the things with the PPE and the work from home and the distancing arrangements to just try to get through to the end of the pandemic. You know, in some areas, and again, we've seen this in the U.S., employers are, are trying to come up with ways to incentivize or encourage vaccinations. So has there been any foresight into what employers can do in Canada to encourage employees to take the vaccine? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I'm, I'm actively planning with clients to do at this point. You know, we're again, we're right at that horizon of, of looking ahead and knowing that we're going to have uh, employees being offered vaccines soon. So what can we do to try to get them to actually take those vaccines? So as I mentioned, nothing wrong with having, you know, strong messaging that you highly encourage people to get vaccines. You can have educational campaigns in the workplace. Nothing wrong with that at all. And, you know, what I think is going to be probably the most effective measure is to incentivize vaccinations. And so actually provide employees with paid entitlements or benefits in order to encourage vaccination. And interestingly, we, we've just received word that we're probably going to have some legislation in place at least in, uh, in BC, and I think in Ontario as well, probably other provinces as well, where the provincial governments are going to amend our employment standards legislation that apply in each province to provide for you know, half a day off, half a paid day off to go and get your vaccine. That's a real departure from what we currently have. We don't have any currently any, any paid time off entitlements for anything other than voting. So, you know, this is a this is a strong message, a strong tool that the provincial government has to facilitate vaccinations in the workforce. But I think employers can go beyond that. I think employers can say, you know, take those three paid hours or four paid hours. We'll give you another day or another couple days 
or we'll even throw in, you know, some perks like here's a gift card and, you know, buy yourself dinner afterwards. I, I think employers are going to have a, a really broad latitude to do that. And ultimately those tactics are likely going to be what's most effective. You know, money talks. <laughs> it's a, it's an old saying, but a true one still. And, and people having a financial incentive to do something are much more likely to do it. Now, if you've got a union involved in your workplace, you're going to have to work that through with the union because we can't just sort of throw money at people. We have to follow the collective agreement. But if you don't have a union involved, it's a non-unionized work environment, employers are going to have you know, a lot of freedom to, to create a program of vaccine incentives. There's a couple of things to think about for, for those vaccine incentive programs. You know, human rights issues can pop up. You know, employees are going to have, or some employees are going to have medical reasons why they can't get a vaccine. Maybe they'll have a religious objection. And so they can't access those perks that their coworkers are getting. And you may also have someone who's away from the workplace, let's say on a leave, but they're going to get vaccinated anyways. And they're going to say, well, how come I'm not getting my, my extra paid time? So, you know, employers are going to have to be willing or ready to deal with those exceptions. You know, these things, just like any workplace policy or program you put into place, you're going to have to look at it from a human rights perspective and be prepared to deal with exceptions, be prepared to you know, evaluate the context of, of each of these situations to make sure that you are on side in human rights legislation. Now, I got my second vaccine earlier this week, and I was I was at a large football stadium in a major metropolitan market in line with, uh, I don't know, 5,000 of my other closest friends all in their cars. And at the end of this, we got a little card. And they said, you know, put your name on this. Here's the stamp of your first one. Here's the second one. You should get this laminated to hold on to it. So it kind of now gave me my kind of card carrying disclosure of my vaccine, should anybody care or want to know. But in Canada, will employers be able to require employees to disclose whether or not they've got a vaccine if they were asked? And is there some way they're going to be able to measure that? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, you know, normally, like I said, asking people what they've done with their own health care and demanding disclosure or records relating to it is normally going to be seen as too privacy invasive. You know, employers don't have a have a right to simply sort of demand that information. And, you know, I think the question we have to ask is what is reasonably necessary to manage workplace safety? Do you have to know that people are vaccinated or can you manage workplace safety in another way? In, in one of the ways that you've been managing it over the last 12 months, as an example. Now, even though it's probably too privacy invasive to require it, I, I would say there's nothing wrong with asking for it. I think you're going to have at least part of the population being pretty happy to disclose that information. And, and, and so there's nothing wrong with having people consent to giving you that information and keeping it and collecting it and, and using it for the purposes that they consent to. But be prepared for other individuals to have some hesitancy or, or even refuse to provide that information freely. Now, if you do get consent to disclose that information, we're always reminding clients to make sure that it's documented, it's in writing, it's not just a verbal consent that no one can remember or recall later down the road when you need to rely on it. And make sure that the employee also understands all the purposes you're, you're going to take that information for so that you're going to you know, collect it, you're going to use it, you might you know, create some statistics with it. The employee needs to understand all those uses in order to freely provide that consent. You know, if you haven't given any of the incentives that we just spoke about, you know, paid time off, other perks, other benefits, you probably can't really do much more than simply ask the employee for the record. But what I'm saying to clients is that if you have created that incentive program, I think it's reasonable to ask for the vaccination record in exchange for providing those benefits. So if I've given you two paid days off or three paid days off, I'm going to say, 
you know, here's your time off. When you get back to work, we're going to need a copy of your vaccination record, both to make sure that the person has used that paid time off for the purpose it was intended to cover, but also to, you know, make sure that your vaccination program is, is being used and is effective and that you get a way to actually measure, you know, what percentage of your workforce is vaccinated and who's vaccinated and in what areas, because all that is, is going to be really important going forward. So if you've, if you've given that employee a perk, nothing wrong with requiring that disclosure in exchange. The person can say, no, I don't agree to that. And, and again, nothing wrong with you as the employer saying, okay, then you don't get the perk. So if we've set up that kind of system, that's fine. Other than that, I think employer's ability to demand vaccination records, is going to be pretty limited. So let's look forward for the next couple of months. Again, depending on where you are in the world, you're either vaccinated or in line to get vaccinated or hoping to get a vaccine, or you could be vaccine could still be in the distant future. But for Canada, what do we think is going to happen in the next couple of months? Well, what I've been telling employers is expect more of the same. I think they're going to have to expect, you know, having that hybrid workforce, some people vaccinated, some people not. And the reality is, is that's going to make things change very little. We're still going to have PPE. We're still going to have social distancing at work, and we're still going to have work from home arrangements in place for the foreseeable future, I'd say at least the next six months. And our occupational health and safety regulator here in BC, which is called WorkSafe BC, you know, they've recently advised that employers should expect PPE requirements to be in place until at least September. So that sort of aligns with their advice as well. I think we're going to have some challenges with accommodation and occupational health and safety going forward as we grapple with people who are you know, being asked maybe to return to the workplace, but haven't been vaccinated. They, they prefer to work from home. So employers are going to have to continue to look on a case-by-case basis at these individual circumstances and whether they have a requirement to accommodate people's disabilities, whether they can accommodate those disabilities, whether they can require people to be on site, whether they can accommodate continued work from home, you know, all of those, all of those thorny issues that have been challenging for employers to navigate over the last 12 months. And I think they're going to have to continue to be aware of occupational health and safety obligations under WorkSafeBC for COVID, but also to be aware of the work from home occupational safety measures that WorkSafe has put in place. And so, again, we're going to have to continue straddling the sort of work from home, on-site, PPE, you know, some people vaccinated, some people not. It's going to be a bit of a mixed bag, a bit of a hybrid and going to be continuing to be challenging for employers over the next few months. So Maggie, thanks for the insight. It sounds like things in Canada will continue on until we get to a different place, but I certainly appreciate your insight. Hope you and your family can stay safe and well. Thanks so much, Pete. You as well. If you'd like to connect with Maggie Campbell or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big find a lawyer widget in the center of the page There you can also sign up to receive invitations for upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from the online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.